Be advised, mature content ahead. This podcast is brought to you ad-free thanks to the Legion of Demons at patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-P. If you like what you hear, there's much more at patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-P. Join the Legion. That's patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-P. And now the show. How do you do? Just a word of friendly warning. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh, well, we warn you. Thank you for listening to Night of the Living Podcast. I'm Freddie. Amy's here. Yes. Andy is here. I'm here. And Kelly is here. Soap. And uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are here in spirit. Hey, guys. Congratulations. The country nice can now. Welcome to the show, guys. Oh, my God, you guys. I love you all. <laughs> Hopefully things will even out for everyone on both sides, right? By the, by, the, by the time we're into January and people will start realizing that we can all move forward. I give not a fuck about the other side right now. Okay, that's fine. Right now, I'm basking in the relief. Carol Baskin. I'm Carol Baskining in it. So we're doing folk horror, which we mm. almost experienced more of. We've been through four years of folk horror. The folksiest. Uh, the folksiest of horrors. Do you it's know like I, the entire country turned into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. If you played a drinking game last night during Joe Biden's speech and took a shot every time he said folks, yeah. you'd be dead today. Folks or. Which is good that I didn't do that. Night of the Corn Pop. Children of the Corn Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm so happy there's a lady vice president. Is great. But we'll stop basking for the no. the rare individual listener out there, the one guy who stuck with us, who's still conservative and is like, oh, maybe they won't bring it up. I cried liberal tears yesterday. Yeah. So uh, Kelly's going to review Santa Jaws on recommendation yes. from our good buddy Paul mm-hmm. for a straight to video. I'm going to spoil something for you. I loved it. Oh, no. snap. Uh, and then later in the show, we're going to cover the folk horror from, is it Gareth Evans or Gareth Edwards or whatever? Gareth his name is? Evans. Evans. Gareth Edwards is Godzilla. Thank you. Too many Gareths. This is the guy who did the raid movies. So to see him transition into like a horror film, was it was interesting, but we'll get into that. This came out in 2018, I want to say, or 19. 18. Mm-hmm. Netflix original um, starring Dan Stevens. Stick around for that. One of you Stick who signs up for our mailing list will be picking our third main attraction. I'm going to go ahead and pull that name now so I don't forget to do it. Um, pull it. Pull on it. We don't have both a Republican and a Democratic uh, poll challenger. <laughs> There's right somebody, a million else who are watching from outside. Oh. Tug it. All Tug right. It Lynn Walsh. Lynn! 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 You'll be picking. I'm sending you a message to let you know that you did it. Girl, you got work to do. Lynn tags me in all these great Godzilla-related things and shares a lot of things to me. Lynn Uh, has been in our world for a long time. She has. She has. 
Um, and patrons, thank you so much. Patreon.com slash NOTLP. I kind of teased this a little bit on the Origins episode this week, which was about the Blair Witch movies and Anaconda 3. But changes coming to Patreon that we talked about six months ago. <laughs> well, because there's a lot of no, prep I work. Don't, I don't need X, but I just... just so giggling. there's changes to coming to the tiers, um, but a whole lot more... The liberal tiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole lot more like feelies are coming your way, like m- actual physical merchandise and on a more regular basis because Patreon will be f- filling that. On the flip side, we have to change to make that work. There's a minimum amount that each tier has to clock in at for them to allow it. So um, keep your eyes. So keep your eyes peeled for a summary on that. I'll release that as like a text post explaining everything. Once I understand all of it, I'll allow it. And the design's done. Kelly finished that. Looks great. One of the designs, the t-shirt design, the t-shirt design. But we will also be offering kind of amazing. There will be a mug. There will be a sticker and there will be a tote. A tote. So be four things. And the way I understand it so far, don't quote me on this yet because I have to verify everything with Patreon, but I believe ongoing supporters will receive every three months one of those items, which is neat. Um, Get your assholes ready for that tickling. You're going to be so How does happy one- happened. How does one prep their asshole for t- a tickling? <laughs> you, you listen to some meditated meditation, breathing exercises, yeah. you get ready, and then you just open yourself up to it. Okay. We'll still have the same three tiers. We'll still have Mammon, Leviathan, and Beelzebub, but the the minimum amounts on the the top two tiers have to increase. I'm get, I need to get the exact dollar amount from Patreon. We're going with you know the minimum increase that they allow. And I just need to figure out what that is. But, but any, it's coming. It, supporting at any level will always give you access to any of our bonus content, yeah. which we are discussing more of. So you will our get boners content, big boner, all the bonus content at the lowest level, which is the mammon. You'll also get um, if you signed up this year in 2020, while supplies last, we'll still ship out existing merchandise to you. And then once we're out of merch, Patreon will be exclusively producing and shipping our merchandise. So that's the housekeeping bit. Um, anything else you can think of? Anything else going well, on in uh, this world? Mm. What were we going to say? Are we still, are we oh, still no, I was going to make a stupid joke and then I thought about it. <laughs> this is absolutely where we banter. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know if you were wrapping it up. Oh, that, that boring why. shit's done. What are we bantering okay. about? Uh, I'm looking forward to never watching cable news news again. Yeah, uh, man. It's exhausting to see all those um, medication commercials <laughs> and uh, offers about expanding your Medicare coverage. I don't want to see Tom Selleck on my screen again. No. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's pitching all these like, oh, expand your Medicare coverage. Oh, you mean him in a commercial? You don't. I mean, who doesn't want Tom Selleck in their life? Yes. But it's just, I've seen him so much the last couple of days. And I know all about uh, plaque psoriasis now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moderate to severe. And, yeah. And all the eczema uh, medications. So if you have any questions, just send them to me. All right, Andy. I'm going to take you up on that because I have so many. You know, Do we you have, you have plaque psoriasis and eczema. I wish they still had the Kornacki cam. But it was just on his his uh, relaxed sleeping face. I hope he's okay. 
Yeah. He, he needs some rest. Yeah, I hope he didn't do too much damage to his body. Too much damage to your body. I don't know why I did that. It has been a just a fucking shit of a week, right? Like it was just like the last time we were talked, we were like, "Wow, Halloween, huh?" And then, <laughs> and then we that had it. Feels like a lifetime ago. Like it feels like months ago. Yeah, it does. It's like, did Halloween happen this year? I don't even remember. And then in the midst of such a time warp of a year. I, I don't think I understood just kind of what this week, just this week, the toll it was taking on me until kind of like this morning when I woke up and I was like, I might die. <laughs> yeah, it, it the physical end of it is insane. I think it's why, sorry about that. That was an email being sent to Lynn. Very dramatic. And that was uh, a little <laughs> dang. And uh, I don't know. We'll figure it what out. What were you going to well, say, I honey? Think- I was just going to say the physical side of it. Yeah. Like, I feel so sick yeah. and tired. Well, see, what's funny is that's how I knew because I, I woke up today. I feel really good. I feel very peaceful and calm. And like, I felt like just e- sort of lighter and happier. I'll get there. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm like mentally, I'm good. Just physically, I'm just exhausted. I'm, just, I'm white. Watch, watching live TV is exhausting. Waiting for news. Like every night till like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Like it. Oh, well, I wasn't doing that. Yeah, so. you're brighter than I am. Yeah, I stayed up until the, on election night. I was up until four a.m. Yeah, I fell asleep for a little while. Got up. I mean, like we spent so much time watching NB- MSNBC. I know it wasn't good for us, but we did it. Well, like just. I was just trying to match that Kornacki energy. I don't know how you did it. Without but collapsing. I was just. Do they have these people, like these talking heads, just waiting to, on call yeah. to be on air at three o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. But these oh, are God. these are people, you know, as much as I respect a lot of them, these are people yeah, that enjoy their own the sound of their own voice and opinions. <laughs> Again, <laughs> so they're I mean, like, it's let's, their job too. Like whenever you want to go, let's go. <laughs> but these they're just waiting for hours and they get them on for maybe five minutes at a time and they were like, Okay, we'll check in on you later. Yeah. It's like, are they just they have to be camera ready to a certain extent and that's exhausting yeah well they're probably hanging out in the van drinking coffee and in a van snorting tons of cocaine but it's 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 uh it's legal because they're journalists well yeah like you get an exemption like there's no way Kornacki wasn't coked out of his brain oh i'm you, kidding you know talking about all this and it was diet coke we had our meetup mm-hmm. Thursday, and that was something I think really sustained me. Yeah, it was nice through a lot of this. Yeah, so thank you so much to you guys for <clears throat> continuing to enthusiastically participate in those Zoom meetups. Yeah, um, and to, nice. yeah, to support the show, just to have that support still, and to do all these things yeah, through like, all this madness. Th- these meetups were always designed to be monthly. We would just hang out once a month, and then the shit hit the fan earlier this year. And we were like, you know, we need each other more than mo- once a month, so we've been doing it weekly. And it really is a bomb to hang out with y'all and just giggle. And the bomb. Dubomb.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything non-election uh, or coronavirus related for this week? Oh, well, something may be sad. I just received a text from Elise that Alex Trebek has died. <gasps> oh. No. I Did, hope I... I I'm, I checking, hope I'm, I'm checking. Speaking out I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm checking. I don't mean to bring down the elation of post-election Sunday. Oh, God, he has died. 
but uh, he so R.I.P. Was, Alex Trebek. I love Jeopardy. I watch a lot of it. Yeah, uh, me too. So that's that's gonna be uh, different. Did you see the clip of the guy who learned oh to speak God. English from watching Jeopardy? No, he was a contestant, and he told Alex Trebek. He said, and he was crying. It was really touching, but he was like, "I learned to speak English because of you," and it like changed my whole life. Because wow. they watch Jeopardy. I should look that uh, up. I'm so, like, it's just so easy for me to just cry about anything right now. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's okay. Crying's he, okay. He, me and my parents would watch Jeopardy together. Me too. It was like a, um, it was just a special, special show. Agree. That's, uh, that's a way I kind of keep my dad around. Like, because uh, we watch that together, like, basically every night for most of my life until i moved out yeah game shows will never ever be the same yeah oh my god he was like the last guy who was really 100 percent about that hosting gig i would say the closest thing i can think of to him right now is drew carey but not even because like you know drew carey for so many other things but you think alex trebek he's just synonymous with that show yeah say jack and bob barker and of course bob barker retired a while ago and Vanna? A, by a while ago, I mean like ten years ago. And also, he also died. You don't think Vanna's like a co-host, or is she? Paul Barker died. No, he didn't. Bob I mean, Barker's still alive. Is he? I'm gonna check. Y'all I'm pretty sure he died. Fuck off. This is the first time where I didn't think someone died. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite games. Is he? Is so and so alive? He is still alive. Bob Barker is alive. He's 96 motherfucking years old. Jesus. My- Jeez, that's a, that's old. He's gonna take over the Jeopardy gig now. I thought no, I honestly thought he died like a, like a year after he left Prices Right. No, I did too. No, he just retired. He was like, you don't need to see me anymore. Yeah. Huh. Oh my god, Alex Trebek. Has he just been spaying cats and dogs? <laughs> yes, that's what he does in his spare time. Yeah, they call him the butcher of Puppy Town. <laughs> <laughs> the balls butcher. <laughs> He's got just shelves of mason jars full of pet testicles. Yeah. I was thinking he would string them up like a necklace mm-hmm. and just wear, and just so, wear them around town. Let's try well, to RIP uh, Alex Trebek. But I'm just glad Thank Alex, you. Alex got to see the world a better place when he left. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was holding on. So, Who knows? Yeah, it seemed like it. Well, it he was, really he loved that that gig. He genuinely did. So. He worked it all the way up until he couldn't anymore. I guess. Yeah. I mean, true. Yeah. Yep. So, question: Like, who do you think is gonna would be a good replacement? Ken Jennings. They talked about that. Uh, See, I he's, had... he's definitely part of the show now. Like, I think he right. is involved. Yeah. I had said a while ago, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, but then he's got some, he's got a little bit of baggage. And he's a scientist. I mean, he's doing science work probably also. Yeah, is he, he though? Is he more of a talking so. head person? I think he's more of a figurehead. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he is more of a figurehead now at this point. Oh, um, I, I mean, what's Steve Harvey can take on another show? <laughs> like Jeopardy, well, just, we need more he, of that in our lives. Yeah. He can't sleep eight hours a day. Did you see that? <sighs> no, what? Rich people don't. He, I, someone posted a clip on Facebook of him shouting about how you can't sleep eight hours a day and expect to be a productive human being. Like that's a what? third of your life. Just look it up. Well, he he also won't it. like he doesn't like to have anybody derail him at any moment during his day. He 
I think it's like a really crazy workaholic type of situation with him. Like he, the whole no eye contact thing. I'm sure you guys heard about that a while back. No. Well, he actually had a, a logical explanation of like why they had the no eye contact rule because he felt <laughs> it sounds shitty when I say it out loud. He felt that if somebody engaged him, he felt obligated to talk to them and engage with them. And, and he that could, takes a lot of energy. Yeah. And he couldn't get any work done because like he would go from one part of his office to the other and people would stop and talk to him. And then he, I guess he realized he wasn't getting any work done. So then they started saying, Hey, don't look at Steve. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at Steve guys. It almost reminds me of that whole John Mulaney, Mick Jagger bit. Yeah. John Mulaney. No, not funny. <laughs> not funny. I know that uh, TM John Mulaney. Obviously this would never happen, but I think John Mulaney might make a good Jeopardy host. He would, but I want him doing stand up. I know that's what I mean. I yeah. They need somebody who is so into Jeopardy. I think you're right about Ken Jennings, yeah. like somebody yeah. who represents like that passion for yeah, that show always, and nothing else. It should be somebody that doesn't make the show about them. Right. Yeah. I mean, because it's funny you bring up talk and game shows because we were watching Supermarket Sweep last night, mm-hmm. the new version with Leslie Jones, and I love her enthusiasm, but at the at times it's kind of like is it about you or is it about the game show right i know exactly what you're talking about well i i tend to enjoy that the host who kind of like is is a big personality that works for me in that kind of uh show like supermarket sweep like well you that. know you know what you're getting yeah. like with, with leslie jones she is such a big personality like that you're those, not going to get a, an alternate version of her she you got a bunch of milk toast contestants like i don't have time for these fucking weirdos biscuits weren't milk toast they come in and out of my life so quickly but leslie's <laughs> there like, all the time but at the same time it was very uh forced because for some reason they have to name the team after their favorite foods yeah oh and they were talking about tangerines and they were like, Oh, tangerines, that's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they're easy to peel. And there was it's just like, like an awkward silence hung there. Yeah. They're like, Yep, like, tangerines. Is this, is this a conversation we're having about how sweet tangerines are? Can you name your team like big old melons? But there there's like supermarket sweep is the absence of meaning <laughs> in a lot of ways. I need it's, the absence of meeting right now. No, it's healthy. It's healthy to watch stuff like Supermarket Sweep, but it is literally a celebration of the worst things about us as a culture. <laughs> Buy it. Buy as much as you can. Get the most expensive. It doesn't matter if it's good. Yeah, I know. I realize Jeopardy <laughs> and Supermarket Sweep are totally different entities and yeah. need different hosts, but, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to hear you talk about tangerines and bagels <laughs> andy you were so excited about the inflatables though well think about like alex trebek okay um the though that moment where he has to go and like have a little interaction with with each contestant and get their little story and it's the it's the part of the show i can't handle because it's too awkward i hate it it makes me want to die i love the awkward it's my favorite uh, part is like him I, him being semi dismissive or trying to pretend at some point that what they're saying isn't weird or yes. whatever. yeah <laughs> I uh, how definitely how definitely he could handle that stuff because honest i mean he'd been doing it since the 80s but like yeah. he was so brilliant at it we need somebody who can handle yeah. fucking weirdos this is marvin and marvin performs in an all seafood dinner mystery theater why, why all seafood marvin 
that's the sort of that thing. Sounds, <laughs> that sounds like Amy's nightmare and all yeah. seafood mystery yeah. dinner. I no, have the I mean, largest paintable miniatures collection in the state of Wyoming. I'd be like, no. well, Alex, I have a horror podcast. And and then he'll go, all right. Now, oh, moving on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you too. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ on a stick. Alex, I'm into taxidermy, but a different kind. Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. Please don't. And he would just handle it. God, what a yeah! The, the what his, do we what do the kids say? The goat. His good for yeah, you. The, goat. the good the goat. for you was always the one where he didn't know what to say. Right. Good for good you. Good for you. <laughs> I was the, sounds so bundle on that one. That so sound so that sounds so condescending though. Yeah, My that's gr- what I love about it. He does sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He's clearly he's shady. like yeah, he's throwing shade at them, and, I, and that is the, those are the best moments. My grandfather was the first to shirt in a spacesuit. <laughs> oh, good for you. Now on to Jeopardy. Uh, my neighbors dislike me, Alex. <laughs> Is that the biggest characteristic about you that you're going to say? I keep trying to figure out why. But when I show up on their doorsteps and ask, they're never forthcoming. Good for you. Well, that, well there's your problem. You keep showing up and asking them. Yeah, leave them alone. That's why I don't like you. And you're they're forthcoming? Like, you want to be first or second, at least. Why yeah. don't you like me? All right, God, what a what a day! What a what roller a coaster of a half hour or so. What a year! <sighs> yeah, let's. What a presidential um uh, four years. Do you want to deliver on our campaign promises and discuss a couple of movies? No, I want to ban fracking. Ah, oh, frack! Hello, boys and girls. It's time for straight to video Russian roulette. I can't believe you would do this on Christmas Eve. What? Tomorrow is the Christmas Eve comic book party. Well, you should have thought of that before. You're better off without him. Isn't that right, Santa Jaws? Guys. Oh, that's what he said? You son of a fish. Ho, 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 you son of a fish. (laughs) Guys, I fully expected to hate this. I thought you would, too. I fully expected to hate this. And I'm going to tell you, I loved it. And I don't mean I loved it because it was so stupid that it's easy to shit on. I genuinely loved this movie. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Makes me happy. This is so much fun. This is a great this this should have been released at Christmas. 
this I may watch again with Krampus oh. uh, because this looks like it want like a sci-fi movie, right? That's what it looks like, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> if I may quote Tommy Wiseau. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> There are clearly. <laughs> it's oh God! I think you're the first person that ever, ever said, said that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you could say on Jeopardy. I'm the first person to quote Time Wesso. I am the first. That's my interesting fact. Well, Alex, I was the first person to ever quote Tommy Wiseau. Um, genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> and uh, and that's sort of uh, I'm I'm on record as as being that person. Mm-hmm. I Good called Guinness, you. so don't even worry about it. Good for We're you. On it. Uh, so here's the, here's the, here's what Santa Jaws is. It is a Christmas family type trope movie homage. It is, it is a Hallmark style kind of thing, but it's super, it, this is what I like about this. Santa Jaws is completely self-aware. All right. It knows exactly what it is. It's it's tweaking tropes deliberately, but at the same time, it is completely genuine, and it is also trying to be a genuine, fun, family, heartfelt movie. And it does have some great kill moments. They're just silly. Like this is a movie you really genuinely can watch with your kids. There's like no swearing in this movie. Oh, that's kind of adorable. <laughs> it is. It is adorable. I mean, but although there's a scene, and not to spoil anything, but there's a scene where a guy gets his legs bitten off, and they're bl- he's walking on bloody stumps, and it's. I mean, it's. Gross, <laughs> but there's no but like, swearing, <laughs> so your kids can watch it. And it's it's so it's very cartoonish. Right. There's no really swearing is. in Faces of Death Three either. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it, I mean, it's clearly fake. It's like a cart. It's cartoonish. Um, yeah. But basically, uh, you have this kid, and it's the the, the the family is gathering for the holiday, and there's all these family-type stereotype characters, and uh, there's what you think is going to be the asshole uncle who's, like, all about his job, and then the, the parents who are too distracted, and then the kid is this comic book artist nerd kid who is sort of your Kevin McAllister, your, your Ralphie, you know, and you think he's going to be an insufferable sort of just eye-rolling teenager guy. Um, everyone, you think everyone is going to be way more annoying than they are because of these tropes and the way it's shot. Um, but everybody's actually like, there's this really sweet scene with the uncle who you think is going to be this asshole who's like married to this woman who's an Instagram influencer. And she is definitely played like a stereotype, but it's still, it's cute. And uh, but the uncle ha- is really actually sweet, and nice. Like everyone is nice. Oh, I and, like that right now. I need. That. Yeah, it, it, I think you'll. I think you guys will actually like this movie. Aww. It's now oh, it's stupid. Please <laughs> understand that, but deliberately so. Like it is deliberately stupid, and um, I'll just tell. I mean, this doesn't spoil it. So he makes a wish. This kid gets a pen from his grandpa. The best character in the movie, by the way, is his grandpa. He's a fun-loving old guy. Oh, that's so 80s. I love uh, fun grandpas. It is so... This is a movie that loves these movies. And, like, it, they have, like, this very, like, big-sounding score. I don't know if it's all made from, like, stock music and put together in such a way as to make it sound... It's like an 80s Amblin 
kind of Christmas type movie. <laughs> That's um, with this shark that has a Santa Claus hat on its fin <laughs> that just eats people. It has a narwhal horn too, right? Late, later. Well, I'm not going to spoil how oh, that okay. happens. It All does right. not initially have a narwhal horn that that's a that's a plot point yeah stay tuned for the phase two of the santa shark shared universe yes oh it was it it did air on sci-fi yeah well it makes sense but it it, it's uh it's better than that yeah i want to tell you it's better than that it's not like i mean it is like that but it's better it's a it's a cut above and uh the the acting is all i mean they're they're act in it who are better than others but even the ones who are bad it's charming and they're all clearly having fun and um like i said the characters are all pretty they're sweet people <laughs> um and the kid basically him and his buddy who work at this comic book shop with this other like the guy that owns the shop they all put out their own comics at, at, as well and so they wrote this comic called Santa Jaws about this show. Like, it's ridiculous. It's a comp. But right. I actually also like this as the explanation. Um, as It's not like a Sharknado where it's ri- ridiculous, but... But still scientifically possible. You know what I mean. It, it, like, they at least give you a magical reason, you know? Like, right, yeah. He, um, he receives this pen from his grandpa that is a magical pen, and he basically... He has this moment where he's annoyed and he kind of draws Santa Jaws coming and eating people. Well, and the pen, of course, brings things to reality. And so Santa Jaws starts trying to eat his family and they're near the water somewhere. And uh, it's just really cute. And um, it's silly. It's silly as shit. But um, I really liked it. I, I, uh, I'm sold. I, yeah, I'm gonna- I, I trust both you and Paul, your judgment. Yeah, and if both yeah, this, of you I, say, I get, I, I feel like I understand now why Paul suggested this. He has good taste, like and stuff like this. Um, I think we should kick off the holiday season with this in this house. Right? Yeah, I want to. Maybe we should do thirty-one days of Christmas, like we do for Halloween. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> insist on some Hallmark Lifetime. We'll do all that. This oh. guy. So you were talking about the music a lot, Kelly, and I was just, you know, um, curious. He does a lot of that. Uh, uh hallmark lifetime and sci-fi movies um but like a lot of shark movies i see something called trailer park shark i don't know if that's really a shark movie (laughs) oh is that like a oh it is a shark movie is it like a wet trash shark that'd be awesome yeah trailer shark yeah it says trailer park shark a tropical storm floods soggy meadows trailer park and forces a hungry shark up river um, there's something called Ozark sharks, but like some of these could, I guess, could be about um, car so sharks. Shark, it's our shark puns, basically, right? What? But why not trailer shark? Is that taken? Do you think? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Ozark sharks is about sharks <laughs> um, in, infiltrating an Arkansas freshwater lake and wreaking havoc on a town's big firework festival. Do you think something happened to this guy with a shark <laughs> infiltrating something and he's dealing with it through film? Yeah. <laughs> He's this like, I need to just keep writing until I can get out of bed without screaming. Yeah. He wakes up screaming every night. So this guy, he's a, oh, he did the mu- music for Jeepers Creepers 3, which we don't, we don't talk about. Oh, something called Shark Island. This guy's done a lot of shark shit. He is the king of shark music. He's shark the, music. He's the, oh my God. Ghost Shark. It he's keeps the, he's giving. He's Danny Elfman of, sh- of shark movies. Ghost Shark has been on my <laughs> watch list for years ghost shark 
Ozark shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. <laughs> do, do, shark do, do, do. Island. Dude, do you think, uh, what if baby he... Baby shark too, baby shark versus baby wheel? Yeah. What if, what if he... It's a, <laughs> it's a fucking baby wheel. Can I stop you real quick? Did, yeah. did you guys see the moose video where I thought it was the baby wheel guy seeing a moose? No. I don't know what it is about these Boston guys. Yeah. They're adorable when they see animals. There's this video <laughs> of this moose, these two moose in uh, someone's front yard. He's very New England sounding. And he's doing the exact same thing. He's like, holy shit. It's a bison or something. Ma, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, that'd be a, that, they could do a shock, a shock movie. Yeah, but it's instead it's a baby wheel, but it's a moose. Do you guys remember it's a baby wheel? <laughs> What's a baby wheel? Huh? What's this baby wheel we're talking about? It's a, it's a baby whale. Holy shit, Raj, a baby wheel. <laughs> But Jay says it's a fucking big Jay. sea turtle. Remember this? It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Holy shit, we are witnessing a baby fucking wheel right here, dude. Do you guys remember That's this? A, such a classic. Remember we used that for one of our ads oh, a long time ago. <laughs> Do you not remember shirt. that, Andy? We're witnessing not at all. I'm sorry. So, I, I mean, it sounds adorable, but I don't remember it. He goes on and on, Andy. Do you, if you just need a smile, <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a twenty minute thing. It's a, really it's just a sunfish. It's not a, a no. Wheel it's or nothing. Whale. Yeah. I remember when I went to Boston for work, and they have a Did beer you there see called a Baby Wheel. Well, they have a beer. It was right after that. I think it was the same year, and they have this beer called Whale Tail. <laughs> we're like, can I have a Wheel Tail? <laughs> And I think they wanted to stab me in the face. Listen, I thought it was funny at the time, Boston. Wheel. I thought it was funny. Was it a thong-based fear? Yes. <laughs> All right. So Santa Jaws is like allowed to stay. It's A plus. Yeah. Yeah. You're counting that vote. I'm counting that vote. That vote is perfectly legal and legitimate. Perfectly legal. Perfectly legitimate. Do you have somebody observe it? This 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 vote was observed. From six feet away. Bipartisanly. Did anybody manage to get it's any landscaping distanced. company in town yeah. to host our press conference? Anybody? <laughs> All right. You missed me doing, I did a whole fictionalized Seinfeld bit. Um, about that where I portrayed all the characters. Uh, Elise gave an assist as, um, as um, Veep. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine. Julie, Elaine. Thank you. Uh, but it was pretty funny. Did I'm you rope the cats into it? Oh, please don't. No, I didn't have to. Did, that was too far. <laughs> All right. Um, I have this here, uh, Jack in the Box. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pass it around to see who cranks it enough. To I'm not touching that out. thing today. As you're not. As is my right. As is, as is your right. Um, we're going to start with Andy. <laughs> Yay, not me. Not the mama. Uh, my turn. I'm Amy, and it's my turn. God damn it. Oh, you're the mama. <laughs> All right. That thing, it looks hurt. I don't know. That thing looks hurt, Jay. Jay, that thing is hurt, bro. Holy. Shit, look at this fucking thing. Oh my god, what the fuck is that, bro? Now, Freddie, just for your own amusement, you don't have to do it right now, although I wouldn't care if you did. You gotta look up the moose fighting 
in like Boston front yard or something like that. Oh fucking shit, Ma! Ma, come outside! There's a fucking moose or a buffalo or some shit. They're fighting. Where the fuck are you going, Ma? Holy shit! This is some fucking National Geographic shit. Ma, call a fucking cop for the ASPCA. There's animals fighting in the front lawn. Oh, shit. <laughs> it, it, I mean, to be fair, if I saw something like that in my front yard, it's too, like, moose, like, locked. You it know? just sounds like the same guy. Yeah, but you wouldn't, your your reaction wouldn't be as joyful. You'd be like, oh, my God, two moose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know. I, I might be exactly the same. Yeah, as yeah. I'd be so <laughs> excited. I get excited for a squirrel in my yard. Yeah, me too. Oh, that made me so happy. Show the dogs. Like, the, All right. The, Bos- the Bostonians' sense of wonder will never go away. <laughs> yeah. When confronted with nature. <laughs> yeah. I hope they never lose it. <laughs> never lose your sense of wonder. Uh, okay. Uh, the movie I will be reviewing for the next show. It's called Bad Hair. It is on Hulu. Oh, I saw this. Oh, he it's saw okay. this. It's I. Right. Well, no, that's a spoiler. I'm sorry. I'll let you know. Oh, you didn't let her find out for herself. You fucking movie God, asshole. Goddamn man. <laughs> uh, in this horror satire set in 1989, Bad Hair follows an ambitious young woman who gets a weave in order to succeed in the mu- image obsessed world of music television. However, it's advertised. Her flourishing career comes at a great cost when she realizes that her new hair may have a mind of its own. Bad hair. Simpsons did it. On Hulu. <laughs> this actually um, fits kind of it with the folk horror theme, so oh. it's uh, very fitting. Cool. Cool. I'll be the, the ultimate judge of that. Speaking of folk, you'll be the, the, the judge of that. I don't know why I did that. <gasps> don't know either. Oh, yeah. me. We'll be right back. Hopefully, Amy's hiccups will be gone. She's gone. These people, they're blasphemers. A cult. A disease. Bring her home. Name? Thomas Richardson. I dream of a world in which each waking day we rise equal. This island, it's our paradise. We have an intruder on our land. We have to find him. They've seen things. Who are you? You shall be cleansed according to the edict of this land. The promise of the divine is but an illusion. God is pain. God is suffering. Beware false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Let us begin.
So, Apostle, uh, I dug it. was that it? I dug it. I dug it, too. I think this movie, um, uh, it's definitely in the tradition of the Wicker Man, solidly. Um, Gareth Evans, such an odd choice for director for this, but he also, I believe, wrote it, so not so odd. But <laughs> well, and I, when you I, think I about see, yeah. I can see it. I mean, the Raid movies movies action movies like that do kind of i feel like are are very akin to horror movies like i feel like it's it's probably not too difficult of a transition although i do for a lot for a good portion of this movie i kept thinking like is this folk horror or is this a folk thriller and then i was like oh no it is I <laughs> well um if this isn't you know his first foray into thriller or horror territory his first uh, feature was a thriller and then he also contributed to VHS too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, he's just an odd. I mean, he's a Welsh guy, and you kind of feel that watching this movie, you can see that part of him. But when you watch the raid, you would never guess that that was a Welsh director. No, I um, wouldn't. I he, didn't think it was. Yeah. So and then he comes over from that super high octane actioner and makes this movie, which is the it's like the Wicker Man pacing wise too. It has a lot of slow burn moments it, there's a lot going well, on yeah well, i feel the wicker man was a lot more focused than this movie um this is kind of where i can see his action movie directing thing coming in where he just kind of throws a lot of things against the wall well and some true. things and some things stick and some things don't yeah whereas the wicker man was just they're similar stories, but it was just more focused than mm. what was going on with this movie, which was the problem I had with it. It's just too many things going on where, and it diluted all the other stories. Yeah. Well, we'll, well I, we're going to spoil this just always long time. Listeners know we always spoil the yes. attraction, but if you're tuning in for the first time, we're going to spoil every little bit of this movie. Um, so yeah, if you need to stop it before and go watch it, do that. Um, it, it is worth seeing. It is, and uh, and I I completely get what you're saying, Andy, because the Wicker Man is a much simpler, more streamlined story. Um, and there is the one the one for me the one thing that is I think a problem with this movie, and I actually really did love it and enjoy it in spite of this. There were places where I kind of lost the thread of what was what the underlying thing was that was happening, right? And there were a couple moments where I was like, wait, and we'll get to those, but it's like, who is that lady? Why is she doing that? and yeah. where did that come from so but overall i loved it it's i thought it it, it just needed to be pared down quite a bit but because you have this main storyline you think i guess yeah of dan stevens being the brothers coming kind of undercover to find undercover his brother brother undercover <laughs> brother oh, Zawo. shared Zawo. he's coming to this island to this cult to find his sister who's been taken hostage for ransom kidnapped for ransom i love him by the way the, who who is is this someone well known is he yeah. Yeah. a lot of things he, he was in uh downton abbey and then he did the the guest he was the beast in the, oh, he was, the beast remake he was he the guest in the guest yeah 
Oh, I love. Yes. All right. He's so intense. I love he this was, guy. He was guest starring. Mm-hmm. Oh. He was special guest star. Yeah. Uh, so he's um, bringing. God, he's got beautiful eyes. He really does. He's yeah. awesome. He does. For real. No, he's yeah. very intense. I was into him. Um, you're into him. And well, I mean, you know. I'm just kidding. Uh, so that's that plot line that he's there to get his sister back and he's been tasked to do that without giving them the money. Did you say it's 1905 already? It's a very long time ago. And he is so grimy when they introduce very his grimy. character. He almost feels like he's just like an opium addict, essentially. Yeah. It was yeah. a grimy time. Yeah. But even more so. You don't get much backstory of the family or anything. Like all you are kind of given is this, this brother being tasked to go get his sister that's kind of it you know you do you even know he's her brother in the beginning they say it. yeah they do say it because it almost feels like he's the way they present that scene it feels like he's just given a job well it, it's it's very abrupt it's yeah. like a black he's like the black sheep of the family i think because he's an opium addict yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got he's grimy and he you know Super he's grimy. sort of a he's a veteran and i think there's some you know yeah a thing about people coming back from war with sort of PTSD problems. Right. And, you, know, yeah. um, you know, so he uh, makes his way. He's making his way downtown. <laughs> he's making <laughs> his way in the world today. He's, da, da, going, da, 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 da. he's going to this island in Wales. Uh, that is the domain of wheels. this. <laughs> Baby wheels. Baby wheels. Comes full circle. Uh, that ha- is the domain of this. Um, sect of religious folks that are following this dude. It's Michael Sheen, mm-hmm. um, who I I knew it was in this movie, but I did not recognize him at first because I'm used to him being I don't know like Thirty Rock or whatever. Like I, <laughs> you, you used to him not being grimy. Yeah, like he just seemed more substantial in this movie for some reason. But he's like the leader of this this cult basically, and it's you know. They're like, we're doing our own thing over on this island, and uh, and you can't even bring books or written material. All you can have, all you can do is work there and read the Bible. That's all you can and do. Eat. And eat. And listen to this dude. And then you have to give your blood mm-hmm. um, in a jar and leave it outside here. <laughs> but then other than that... <laughs> So... Uh, Ooh, sign me up. Right? It's like a Holiday Inn Express. So you have this, like, I'm the brother trying to get my sister uh, s- plot. You have oh, we the- didn't say the reason he's not supposed to give them the ransom is to make sure that she is alive and unharmed first. Right, right. And then afterwards, it's because they realize that even if he, if he gives them the ransom and gives himself up, they're going to kill him and her anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he sees, you know, that there is a very that this cabal of three men who started this island and this kind of religion thing um, are keeping a very uh, tight grip. They keep a, uh, you keep it honest though. The religion in this is not like something they came to this island already. It wasn't already part of their life. They, it, it, they came by it in the old way of, they found a God. Yeah. Who saved them from the shipwreck and kept them fed. And then they, at once made it their object of worship but also their prisoner yeah which i love yeah hence the blood uh that you have to give um and they started giving it squirrel blood they tried it didn't work out listen you know you remember in little shop of horrors oh Mm -hmm. yeah it is little shop this movie's just little shop updated but instead of a giant plant 
it's just some old lady um that is clearly some sort of what if this is a prequel nature goddess witch well is she or is it the island itself because she's the island yeah yeah i think it's like a mother nature type character or it's like i lava you but what i mean is and not to jump to the end of course it seems like he takes that role over i think what yeah what Mm -hmm. kelly is saying is what i was just thinking that she was just a lady that came there too Mm. and the island working through her yeah Hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah yeah because then he takes that role at the end and replaces her when he frees her, quote unquote, and kills her. Right. Yeah. Anyway, back to where we are earlier in time. Yeah. So you got you got kidnapping brother sister. You got uh, we got to feed the the goddess our blood to keep to keep the land producing. Uh, yeah. Then you've got like young couple that are you um, cow cowgirl. Yeah, they're uh, cowgirl. they're enjoying some <laughs> premarital sex and also some premarital in the boat pregnancy. She found the man in the boat. I'm the man in the boat. Uh, Then there's the tension between the three dudes that are like the leaders of the of the island. Fake Anna Kendrick. Fake Anna Kendrick. I don't know what he's talking about. You know Anna Kendrick, right? I know who Anna girl. The redheaded girl. girl. Yeah, Yeah. she looks like Anna Kendrick to me. I I think that's who he's talking about. That is exactly who I'm talking about. She looks exactly like Anna Kendrick to me. You know, I was looking. That's Lucy Boynton, and I was looking at her. wiki wiki as kelly likes to say yeah wiki and she is going to be uh supposed to be starring in a marianne faithful biopic oh i wonder young. if it's gonna be faith- faithful to the uh her story faithful okay. to uh freddie can you go ahead and remove andy from the, show, please? <laughs> from the zoom also apparently she's uh dating rami malik too so good for her yeah they were in uh bohemian rhapsody together <laughs> has anyone ever seen her in a room with anna kendrick only when she ate her and took over her life give me your skin um the movie was two hours long didn't need to be but anyway so the like this is what andy and i think were like there's too much going on it could have been simplified i guess Mm -hmm. there's two different stories you got the story about this um island goddess this mother nature character Mm -hmm. and you have the story about how these three founders of this religion and how they're corrupted by it and how they use it for their own means did you did you feel that they had what was their agenda i don't know that's the problem i have with the movie yeah i don't even know that they had an agenda other than trying to keep the island alive yeah were were they prisoners like they were sent away for some reason were they criminals i think so because i think they they meant well see this wasn't clear either that's an extra element you get a a couple of flashbacks to these three men who started this um shut up freddie and those flashbacks are confusing because they're they don't look that much different that you can tell right away except for michael sheen but Yeah. yeah when they they kind of the mentioned they were running away from something, but what they, was it? They claim that they're sent away for their religious beliefs, but then you find out that those beliefs didn't happen until they get to the island. So then you're left wondering, like, well, why were they actually sent away? Yeah. and So maybe they were just fucking criminals. That's appealing to me, whereas that might be frustrating for a lot of viewers. Say, well, I'm with you, Freddie. I think it's appealing as well. Yeah, I like the loose ends, and I like the weird bits that on... I do feel like I could I revisit like to speculate this. and theorize. Yeah, it's fun. Impregnated with wonder, as Pete Holmes would say. Yeah. I need answers. 
immediately. I need, I need Steve Kornacki. I need to be spoon fed. I like the tension they build up in the very beginning when Dan Stevens' character, by the way, Thomas, they named him that, I guess, for he's the doubting Thomas character. Oh, I I had to look that up. He's super great. Not doubting Thomas. Had he been a missionary? Is that what he was? Initially, yeah, when he went to Peking. So he went to Peking, tried to force his religion. On yep. the people there, and they uh, responded by saying, "I did not like you that very much." And they to branded fuck him. all the way off, which is what I just tweeted to Megan Kelly this morning. I hope she reads it. Um, <laughs> did you burn a? Rock. Did you burn her cross down? Thank and God, then, I'd love to. I, burning crosses are a complicated symbol, oh, huh? Mind. I don't want but to. in 1905 in Wales didn't mean the same thing. I, I think some people so Thomas see this and read Dan into that Stevens, scene differently. The brother. He has a complicated history with religion. He's no longer a fan. Then you got the kids. The more I think about this, the more I was kind of very disappointed by this movie. So you had high expectations for it? No, not necessarily. I was. Had I seen this before seeing Midsummer, I would have loved this movie. Loved it. Loved it. Well, yeah. Midsummer did a better job. Yeah, I did want to say that this, I, I really like XYZ movies, um, but I feel like they are sort of the, the lesser person's A24. Like this feels like a movie that aspired to an A24 kind of movie and is just like sort of the B version of an A24 movie, which is still very, very good. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. I just think if you had to, if you had to two hours to live, and you could watch either Midsummer or I would watch Midsummer, you'd watch Summer. Midsummer. I think most people yes, would. agreed. That's what, that's what I mean. It's like it's almost like it's it's aspiring to be like a Midsummer. Although I think this came out first, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah but that level of movie, right. that type of movie. But Midsummer was a lot more focused than this movie. That depends like, on who you ask. <laughs> Now, uh, I've heard people make the same exact complaints about Midsummer that we're making about Apostle. I think, you know, the reason why we selected this is because of the folk horror aspect of this goddess that you must appease to keep your land um, rich and fruitful. Yeah. I selected it because it came up in Google search results for folk horror. But so there (laughs) There was no thought process. I had no idea what this movie was about. I, think, I wanted to see it when it came out. I remember a lot of people were into it. And yeah, I, I well, I wanted to see it, it because of the director, but I didn't know. I had no idea what it was, what you're saying it was. But I will. I wanted to say I didn't get enough of her or the thing. Yeah. Or what it yeah, was. Well, well the trailer leads all in the middle. <laughs> yeah. The trailer, the trailer leads you to believe that it's mostly about that. As opposed to it's like people are mean when religion organized religion yeah. gets duh. I mean, yeah. I, I if it was about one or the other, I think I would have liked the movie a lot better because I liked how they they showed how the beginnings of religion and how these rituals and traditions kind of spring out of nowhere and have like no meaning behind them. And I like that examination of how a religion starts and how you can. Um, convince these people to believe what you want but it got muddled by the other storylines i think if i can see your sorry oh go go ahead ahead. no you go i was just gonna say this reminded me of m night Shyamalan's the village uh yeah except where in that movie took a turn where i'm like fuck this (laughs) 
See, I kind of liked that. Well, now, I, in hindsight, I probably would go back and watch that movie and get something else out of it. But at the time, it's not what I wanted to see. It. I didn't. It's not the resolution I wanted. This movie built to something and then delivered it in the end for me, which is what I wanted it to be, is a true folk story with a real God in it and real horrible. Um, I, I, you know, I hate that use the term torture porn, but there's those moments in this that yeah. are, they're horrifying in a way that you're like, there's a twisted logic behind the elaborate way in which they sacrifice people and punish people. That is really chilling. And they do yeah. a great job of foreshadowing that stuff, much like Midsummer did through yeah. just having these elements in the background throughout the movie. But it's a different type of horror. Like the horror I wanted to see was from the goddess and nature and the folk aspect of it. But the horror came in because humans are bad, not because of this other being. But that's, I think that's at the core of the theme that when you're dealing with like gods in and of themselves aren't good or evil. They're forces of nature in these kinds of stories where the morality can never be coming from that element, then it's not the same subgenre yeah, anymore. That, that's why I'm saying they're, they're, it's like two competing movies against yeah. each other. I would, I would have wanted more about the supernatural or whatever, as opposed to the human horror. More with the bees. But do you think, Andy, that maybe at least a certain percentage of that feeling, which I also feel, is due to i i've seen so much human horror over the last year four years yeah just and i i don't have emotional bandwidth for it and i don't want to see it it's like it it hit close too close to home because i don't want to like bring up the politics again because it is i mean i want to get past that but it is a cult the, the trump cult yeah and you can see how these people get so wrapped up into it Mm-hmm. that they lose kind of their morality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not, is, it's when you're building your morality on a, a concept that there's this thing I need to feed to keep everyone alive. It twists your morality and it makes it like, you know, in your analogy, Andy, you could say that for the Trumpers, it was the economy was the, the lady they had, you know, like gave our blood to? away, gave our blood to, and it didn't matter what else was going on because the way their world, their worldview is, if this fails, nothing else matters. It's the first domino. No, I I get that part, but at the in this movie, you also had how these people were fighting for control over who's leading, who's going to lead this religion, and that's another storyline that just got added to all the other things. What I liked about this, and I will agree, like I, I would have liked to have seen this as maybe a two or three part series um, and give have, have more time. But I do love because what I love about this is very much like the raid. It is sort of a you got to get in and get this mission done. Right. Yeah. Is that aspect. Then you've got the badass sort of, you know, action guy. It's kind of crazy. that Did you? When they did those moments when and they, he doesn't give you that right out of the gate, but he's like, hey, I'm, I'm capable of directing these amazing fight sequences. I'm going to find places in this film to put that in there. I'm not going to change my style because yeah, I'm making this I kind love. of movie. It was exciting when those moments happened. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I love about it, because 
it's in those kinds of movies. And one of the reasons I there that a lot of action movies, like I, I like it, but they don't traditionally, especially when I was younger, um, I was always like, I would love this if there was some kind of monster or ghost or demon or something. So then this movie gave me the two things that I really like. So we got all of this, like this guy's going to come in. There's this thriller and a mystery and a mission and all that shit. And we don't know exactly what's going on. And then the reason behind it is this other crazy supernatural story that really is happening because also at first he doesn't realize that the religion is anything more than just a scam or a made up cult. Right. Like he it's no the, one knows that it's real. It's like the from dust till dawn scenario where you yeah. think you're getting, you could be getting one movie and instead you're getting two. And that's what I liked about it. Because like I said, I was, I had maybe only just said to Elise, I was like, I really like this, but like, I don't know if it's folk horror. And then almost immediately, that's when we got like the weird. And this is one of the things though, the, the moment when he's like under in the water, in the kind of under tunnel area. And that woman, the doo-doo, the doo-doo shit, shoot, the shit, where, shoot. What, what was that lady? That was her. Oh, was it? Why was she down there? She had poop. I think she, he, she was trying to, it was like an astral projection of her trying to reach out to him. You know what I thought? I thought maybe she was down That's there consuming the blood from everybody's stool because she was starving. Oh, I mean, that's the way because they they made a point. You could see in that in that muck and sewage, there was kind of a bloody quality to some of it. Mm-hmm. And I think she was down there eating. Oh, well, that makes it even cooler. I didn't get I didn't know what that that I thought it was her. But then later, you know, she's tied into the the earth yeah Mm -hmm. and i was like oh maybe it's not her um and that's what confused me because there was sometimes things were a little confusing for me right you and me Um, both i don't think he wants you to get your that's the trick too with these kind of movies like this and i i'm learning about folk horror this is not something I, i mean my experience with it has strictly been the wicker man which i thought at the time was a one of a kind movie and then as i became a you know a big boy into the deeper catalog of horror and learn more about this stuff. And then midsummer came out and then I realized that there are tropes within, cause I'm always, I hate subgenres in a way I hate them and love them. I love how you can discuss the craft of storytelling and filmmaking by using subgenres, but at the same time it gets to be hair splitting after a while for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, but I understand, it, but I do really appreciate that there are strict rules to the folk horror genre that kind of have to happen now. And part of that is I, th- I think your audience can never 100% have its footing. You yeah. can never 100% have the answers. And if you do, it's no longer trying to address the big mysteries of the supernatural and whether, you know, no, we're their gods and elements and all that stuff. Well, I don't need all the answers, but this movie asked too many questions. That was the problem for me. Yeah, like what? What are the what's the big unanswered question for you? Is there one in particular? It's like a takeaway where you're not, like not unanswered questions per se, but it was just, um, it didn't focus on one thing enough. You felt it was a distraction. The the extra yes. stuff felt like a distraction. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. I felt in this movie, it he threw a lot of things, creepy things for creepiness' sake, as opposed to adding to the story. Like that scene where that kid is just dressed up as a, like a, a marionette thing. He was just standing in the hallway. Just looked like an old Halloween, those creepy old Halloween costume yeah, pictures you always see. Like he just 
he just threw that in just to be like, oh like a creepy thing it, but it worked it worked on me because when i saw that kid i went ooh. Well, it, you're just and also man. that um that uh bloody creature thing with the wrapped head yeah lollipop what head Lollipop Wasn't that the, was that the, the zombified version of the kid whose brain they put something into? I, no, he was no, he showed up before that. <laughs> oh, he was before that. Uh, maybe there was yeah. another one. Maybe they yeah, were but, creating those things. They were like yeah, zombies. But, yeah, that's what but, I thought was happening. If that's true, I love that explanation because it didn't occur to me. But it would make sense why they wrapped his head up because they left his cranium completely open. Yeah. Right, and they and, put something inside. It, it was like a rose. It was like a ro- uh, flower petal. Is yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah, I, I get it, but like at the same time, I need to, to a certain extent, some answer about that. When you have all these other questions you're raising, what if the answer is that? What if we just worked it out and that is the answer? Is that a yeah, good answer? That's yeah, what I thought be, it was. Then I mean, you can make I, it. The beauty of these movies is you can make that your answer, Andy, and you can hold stick to your guns. Hold your head high. And the people who made this movie will probably never argue with you because they enjoy the mystique of of it. But he, I think for a folk thing like this, I, I like to know about the traditions and where it came from and the reasons behind what they're doing. And that's kind of like... um, Like, what is this based in? Is yeah. what you mean? I, I haven't yeah. bothered looking anything up. I should have probably done a little research, but I thought our conversation would, would, would be good enough for well, me. Well, I, I looked at Wikipedia. That's the best I can do for you guys. And what'd you find? I think it's just that, that under you know, it's an old idea that you can feed the land with your blood with your i I just think it's more of a metaphor but in this movie it was made reality i don't know do you remember when they try to poison the golden child by putting blood in his oatmeal Mm. Mm -hmm. that's deep man think Mm. about it and and that guy stepped on the pepsi can uh dancing the dancing pepsi can and it broke my heart is that folklore could be yeah and around by speaking well um i want the night yeah we had already spoiled the end of this but like but prior to that the big turn i think is when the guy kills his daughter is probably yeah. the, the big plot point um be, he's upset that, that she well, got pregnant that reaction just seemed outsized to me i don't know why he reacted so strongly about that either did you notice though were there any real like young children in in this village i don't remember yeah i saw some younger children yeah uh, like i don't remember seeing babies but there could have been i don't know i was just wondering if like there are children if maybe it was another one of those things like that would probably drive you crazy andy where there's no real explanation as to why he is so it's just your regular run-of-the-mill uh religious like is it, is it an honor killing kind of thing? Yeah. You think? Well, it also sounded like, cause as you saw, like when they were birthing the farm animal, that something was happening to where the goddess wasn't getting what she needed. And so everything that was growing was growing wrong. Including, and yeah. Including mammals. Yeah. And the so, land was corrupted because the people were corrupted. Were leading the religion were, were corrupted. I think that's like the metaphor we're going for. They're trying to including the uh the the livestock. And so he is yelling at her and saying this is going to be born fucked up. Oh, and okay. so I think he might have been wanting to wait because it's that guy seemed to think that it was feeding human beings to the goddess is what was going to make everything grow right. And the other guy 
was more interested in not doing that because then remember he tells the two girls he's going to impregnate them over and over again and feed their babies to the goddess the so. classic two party platforms <laughs> yeah and so i kind of felt like it was like he was he didn't want his child because they probably also do need to produce more children mm-hmm. and they can't because everything that's being born right now is being born mutated and fucked up okay i forgot about that. i have part. a plan we feed one percent of the babies to the god <laughs> we keep 99 percent of the babies for farm labor well i'm not they all one, go to school uh, for free i'm not a one platform voter freddie it's mm-hmm. uh you got to think about the you look at the picture. issues. Yeah. yeah, you're like, how many? Well, do you feed it humans or squirrels? First, let's see. Are you gonna do you a single pair or a bunch of raccoons into into the god's mouth? Yeah, I mean, I get that this guy wants to feed babies to the goddess, but I like his tax plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I get it, but folklore, I get to keep more of my money. It folklore does seem like extreme propaganda yeah. put to to use in storytelling, where you're like. Because all these are things that one group has said about another throughout history until people were like, I can verify that they did not eat babies. Right. I have the proof. I'll tell you right now, like, nature will get all your babies. Mm -hmm. All of your babies will become one with nature. Because that's what happens. We grow up, we die. We put back into the ground. I think we're one with nature in that in-between time, too. That's the part that we got to stop denying. Like, how many times did you pee outside last night? I peed outside a lot. I like to, I like to just be in my yard, peeing, peeing, sitting by a fire, pissing by a fire. Into the fire. fire. We watched the uh, Biden Harris speech speeches last night on the on our little projector screen outside with the fires going, with my neighbor next door, whom I dearly love, but he is a Trump person, and his flag on the outside of his house is upside down right now. <laughs> Which is uh, disrespectful yeah. to the flag in the right. <laughs> Well, I mean, if if you if you know the whole concept of yeah. you turn it upside down to say that you're in trouble, distress, you're in distress, it's distress. So he's he's it's a cry for help. If you see an upside down American flag, it's a very personal cry for help from somebody. And he, you know, I, I, I didn't want to have it up too loud, but then you know I was hooting and hollering, and I hope he heard it. <laughs> there was part of me I didn't want to confront him about. Well, because he's always wearing a gun. Yeah, that too. I love John. I also he's a love very him. nice old man. He's extremely old. Yeah, and um, I wanted to go over and be like, "Hey, is your house sinking into the ocean? <laughs> like, why is this flag upside down out here?" Hey, John. I mean, I mean, even with Trump in the office, I never felt like I had to fly a flag upside down. I never got to that point. I was like, "We'll wait until after if if this election thing actually happens, and then I'll fly my flag upside down." I don't have anyway, one upside upright either. It was out very there. pleasant. It was. You mean just sitting out there? Yeah. Yeah. I lost my train of thought during all that because I started thinking about the election <laughs> again. The Apostle. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend from me, especially if you enjoy the genre already, the folk horror stuff, you'll like it, I think. It's like there were things I really liked about it. Um, I, I love the location. Yeah, me too. And the sets. Um, it let a very creepy atmosphere, but. I don't think it uh, delivered on the creepiness factor for me. Big recommend for me. I thought that um, it did deliver creepiness for me. And what it really did, it, it was super intense. The tension was really thick and they kept ratcheting it up. Um, there were some visceral squirm moments for me. 
Yeah, I love the gore moments. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, and I really, I just, I kind of liked, again, much like I do with those A24 movies and, and with other um, XYZ movies, I like unraveling the mystery with you guys, actually. I, I love talking it out and, like, getting everyone's perspective on the things that I didn't understand and then sort of making those connections. That's that's the kind of movie I enjoy. That's why I loved Hereditary so much is like you could just keep peeling back layers as you talk about it more. Yeah. Yeah, they're movies worth watching a I, second uh, time. I'll I'll just reiterate it just it didn't quite measure up for me. But I'll tell you great cast. Mm-hmm. Really good cast. Like you can't fault that. Um and you know, Dan Stevens he's got beautiful eyes. He does. You I know, I was thinking about something too. I want to stare into them and talk about um, Star Trek. Scented soups. Um, I, I, I feel he should be a bigger star. Oh, mm-hmm. he, I think Agreed. he is. A, he thinks he's a bigger star than anyone knows. I think he's just going to explode into the mainstream soon. He's I like a star in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, do you guys feel at all like maybe he was cast? Because in this, at least, he's hit that age where he kind of favors young donald sutherland in some ways i mean he's he's got more like traditional refined good looks but he has like a, a vibe about him that kind of fit that look to me i just kept thinking of not just because the movie is so similar to the wicker man but he had that kind of vibe about him oh donald sutherland's not in the not wicker man. man i mean um body snatchers not bodies. Don't don't look now. Is what I was don't thinking of. Now, Sorry, yes. I'm thinking of that Donald Sutherland. Why did I say Wicker Man? Because we've been talking about the Wicker Man a thousand times. Oh, don't I look didn't now. Think of that. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, it had not occurred to me, but that is entirely possible. Yeah, he's kind of just got that, that that vibe about him. You got a vibe. Speaking of folklore, this is something that maybe in the future we can cover on the show. But I marathoned Servant, the new series M Night Shyamalan did for Apple TV. It's been out forever. It was like one of their launch shows and I finally watched it and it's ironically also fits perfectly into the folklore theme. Sometimes that just seems to happen with us. But um, if you're looking for really, I, I think it's an excellent folklore style story. It's very creepy, very Polanski. Um, check that out. There's 10 episodes and there's a second season coming. You could watch it just as one season, just marathon it and accept how it ends because again, it leaves like delicious loose ends to think about accept it um but there is a second season coming for for people that want more explanations much like season two of twin peaks explain it where he's like i'm gonna give you more answers but it's gonna fuck your head up that's all all right for me that's all she wrote so next week we'll be watching a movie selected by lynn yep i emailed her and uh lynn it just needs to be easily you know found mm-hmm. and you know somewhat fall under the uh folklore genre mm-hmm. that being said let's say hi to our beelzebubs let's this is ernie perez he's from the state of texas and uh i understand that you are a midwife for diseased yaks that's excellent. This is the Jeopardy, work. the Jeopardy bit. Oh, revisited oh, from earlier. In case you're I wondering, Elise Combrink. She's taking care of her man. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you? She has. She disappointed that we. You won't be going back to work now because uh, Trump didn't win. He was going to send everybody's husbands back to work. I heard. Yeah. 
She, yeah, she is disappointed because I'm always keeping her from like doing dishes and cooking and, you know, I like, uh, I'm always, I don't know. I was trying to make some kind of sexism joke. I get it, Kelly, because we have a very narrow (laughs) kitchen. So when I'm in there cooking, cleaning, doing dishes, Freddie can't be in the house. I need him to go back to work. I can't fit through there with my tool belt on. Yeah, I try to squeeze past her. You're supposed to be blowing him the whole time he's there. So how are you supposed to do all that other stuff and blow him at the same time? It's just too much at once. Do Do you have a lowest sink or is he standing on the counter? We figure it out. We make it Mm -hmm. work. Amanda Galetko. Hey. Jeremy and Cassie Burmeister. It was nice to see you the other night, Cassie. It's been a little while. I miss Mark Watts. Mark Watts. I want you to come back to the meetup if you get to. It'd be nice to see your face. Welcome back. Blake Heath. (laughs) Tree and Alex. Yeah. Hey, dudes. I own a good one who was kind enough to send me a message saying how stressed out she was about our election and she lives on the Aww. other side of the world. Thank you. I own a great one. God damn it. I feel the same way. I was so, like I said, I have residual. It's like when I go on vacation, it takes me like five of the seven days before I ever start relaxing. And Freaking then poop. Oh, that's just me. Oh, it's just you. <laughs> and then I have to like, oh, it's time to go back to work. My heart rate finally came down. Jeffel. Jeffel. Brandon and Emily, I hope you're enjoying your new AstroTurf. They're bonkers and yonkers. Yeah. Adam Ingram. Hello, sir. Bill Chandler. Hero. What is up? Monica, Hero. we just finally finished the last of the stuff you sent us. The booze. I had that, uh, it was a like a key lime agave cider. Shit, bro. I don't remember the the brewery or you know where it came from, but my goodness, girl. The Paps Blue Ribbon uh, coffee beer was really good. Or it was called hard coffee. It wasn't even beer. It was. It basically tasted like a frappuccino kind of thing. I couldn't even taste the alcohol in it. For all I know, there wasn't any. It could have been literally just coffee. Blaine Turner, thank you so much. You're yeah, just literally Blaine. coffee, Blaine. He's literally You're coffee. You're just literally coffee. You are literally coffee right now. Brian. Mr. Sir. Much nice love to you. you. Yeah. Always, yeah. I love his aviators and I've been meaning to ask you forever, but are you in a, a chopper in your profile picture? It looks like you're you're in a helicopter. Yeah. Get like, the chopper. Are you flying Magnum PI to another job? Alyssa? Alyssa. Alyssa. I miss a Alyssa. You miss a Alyssa? Yeah. And uh, we've been, you know, we've been enjoying our, our backs and forths, just keeping each other propped up during all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we don't know what to do, but to wait until January. January 20th. Oh, the day before your birthday, Andy. It'd be a, it's a great birthday present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my birthday will be a little bit after that. And, and Kelly's birthday is a little bit before it. And Mike's birthday is a little bit before it. And then Freddie's a little after it. And mm-hmm. then January, you know, it's just an assault. And birthday that's assault. where the birthdays end. No more yeah. birthdays no after more birthdays. January. Sorry, guys. Choice. Mm-hmm. So from our tired bones to yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love you. Love you guys. Good job. Good job. Thank you. You're Good all job. Heroes. Thank you. All right. Woo. You.